राधे राधे नमस्ते एंड अ वेरी वॉर्म वेलकम टू स्वामी मुकुंदानंदा पॉडकास्ट्स ओनली ऑन गूगल स्टिचर आईट्यून साउंड क्लाउड एंड स्पॉटिफाई यू आर लिसनिंग टू दी माइंड मैनेजमेंट चैलेंज सीरीज एंड वी आर ऑन आर सेकेंड लास्ट डे ऑफ दिस सुपर ऑसम सीरीज टूडे इज डे ट्वेंटी ऑफ आर चैलेंज and on day 19 we learned from swami ji a very imperative gem of wisdom and that is on the importance of focus and meditation there are two more aspects related to this so let us ponder over it but before that if you haven't already listened our previous podcasts then make sure to check them out on our 21 day mind management challenge playlist only on swami mukundananda podcasts in the last episode we discussed the philosophy behind meditation today we shall talk about the mechanics of the process of meditation which is extremely important the first question what is the best time of the day to meditate this is the brahma muhurt 2 hours before sunrise till sunrise roughly brahma means god and this is the time for communing with god in the morning the world is yet sleeping the environment is calm the atmosphere is pure and you have just woken up your mind is like an empty slate as the day proceeds images thoughts emotions will start filling up in it but right now it is clean if you take advantage of the moment and implant in your mind the image of god you will find it will help you keep your consciousness divine through the day so before sleeping every night for 5 minutes sit down in your bed and bring the image of the lord in the temple of your mind that will make your sleep meditative and then when you wake up make it a practice to engage in your meditation so your day becomes meditative hence the best period of the day for practicing dhyan is the early morning however there can be exceptions to this if somebody says swamiji i have a night shift the morning is not available for me or somebody else goes to office early that's all very well decide another time period in the day make your daily schedule in accordance with your needs and your convenience next question in which direction should we face when we sit for meditation this is also not important for bhakti meditation 
भक्ति इज सो प्योर एंड सबलाइन इन भक्ति मेडिटेशन देर इज नो इम्प्योर डायरेक्शन बिकॉज गॉड इज एवरीवेयर प्रभु व्यापक सर्वत्र समाना प्रेम ते प्रकट हो ही भगवाना आवर वेदिक संस्कृति इज फुल ऑफ सच एपिसोड इन हिस्ट्री विच इलिस्ट्रेट दिस फैक्ट वन अवतार ऑफ द लॉर्ड नृसिंह भगवान ही मैनिफेस्टेड फ्रॉम द पिलर ऑफ अ डीम्स पैलेस टू रिवील आई एम ह्योर एज वेल द होल वर्ल्ड इज माई टेम्पल सो एको देव सर्वूतेषु गूढ़ सर्व्यापी सर्वूतात्मा दिस वेदिक मंत्र विच इज इन द कठोपनिषद एंड द श्वेताश्वतोपनिषद एंड द मुंडकोपनिषद इट स्टेट्स गॉड इज एवरीवेयर द होल वर्ल्ड इज द टेम्पल ऑफ गॉड the importance is of purifying our mind in bhakti meditation you can sit with your face in any direction next question which posture should we adopt while meditating the answer is given by maharshi patanjali in his yoga darshan he says sthiram sukham asanam sit alert and sit still but sukhmay comfortably if your posture is too restrictive it will create discomfort and your mind will get distracted from the meditation if your posture is too comfortable you will become lazy hence sthiram sukham asanam the next step begin your meditation how i had explained in the last episode bring the image of your ishtadev worshipable god and you can make that image as you wish and then contemplate on his divine qualities bathing your mind in sublime thoughts ponder over your relationship with him deepening it in devotion you can even serve him in your mind all this we have discussed in detail let's move ahead the problem that will arise you sat down and brought lord krishna's image before you and after 5 minutes you became aware that lord krishna was no longer in your meditation and your child's head was there what happened you had taken the mind to god the mind wandered off back into the world why does this happen i always say that even one such gem of divine wisdom if fully utilized has the power to completely transform our life in this recently published book the science of mind management you will find a treasure chest of such divine wisdom do utilize it 
to achieve joy and enlightenment in your life. Some people say, Swamiji, why does my mind wander off to the world? Is that astonishing? Firstly, the senses are outwardly oriented. They run for their objects on the outside. And the mind that is enmeshed with them is made of Maya. Jagat Guru Shri Kripaluji Maharaj says, Man Maya Tehi Banyo Maya Te Sansara Yate Man Bhavat Sada Yah Sansara Asar. This mind is made of Maya and the world is also made of Maya. They are both Sajatiya of the same nature. So just like the gravitational force of the earth will pull a stone that has been thrown away from it. Similarly, the material mind will naturally run towards the material world. That does not require effort. In the Bhagavad Gita, Arjun placed exactly this problem before the Lord. He said, Chanchalam himana Krishna pramathi balavadradham tasyaham nigraham manye vayori vasudushkaram. He said, O oh Sri Krishna, this mind is so difficult to control. It seems to me more fickle than the wind. Now, who can ever control the wind? Arjun says, My mind, O oh Lord, is so restless. This is that Arjun who in his Guru's ashram had come out with flying colors. When Dronacharya lined up the Kauravas and the Pandavas and asked them to take aim at the eye of the bird, he then asked, Bhimsen, what do you see? Bhimsen said, Gurudev, I see the tree, the bird and its eye. Duryodhan, what do you see? Gurudev, I see the bird and I also see Bhimsen from time to time. Yudhishthir, what are you viewing? Gurudev, I see the bird and its eye. Arjun, tell me what are you seeing? Arjun said, the eye, the eye, the eye. That is how focused his mind was. But that Arjun admits here in the Bhagavad Gita, the nature of this restless mind. And in response, Lord Krishna said, Asanshayam Mahabaho Mano Durnigraham Chalam. Arjun, what you are saying is undoubtedly correct. The mind is difficult to control. Lord Krishna has carefully used the words Durnigraham. He did not say Anigraham, uncontrollable. Otherwise, the mind management challenge would have been futile. He says it's difficult. But then so many things are difficult in the world. To get a graduate degree all the way from nursery, isn't that a difficult effort? To make a house, to establish a business, aren't they all difficult feats? When we accomplish them, 
why can we not succeed in this endeavor as well so in the second line he says what we will have to do अभ्यासेन तु काउंतेय वैराग्येन च गृह्यते अर्जुन बाय प्रॅक्टिस अँड डिटॅचमेंट द माइंड विल बी सबड्यूड सो व्हॉट आर द स्टेप्स इन्वॉल्व्ड विथ द हेल्प ऑफ द इंटेलेक्ट यू टेक द माइंड अवे फ्रॉम मंडेन असोसिएशन्स ए मनीराम कम ऑफ फ्रॉम हिअर this is detachment and lift it up to the divine on the lord sit here this is abhyas practice both of these steps will require effort they go against the nature of the material mind the third step will need no effort what is that the mind will come off from god back into the world now when that happens we are not to become disturbed again take it away again lift it to god it has come off take it away again lift it to god yet again this is the practice or abhyas Maharshi Patanjali has echoed the words of Lord Krishna Abhyas vairagya abhyam tannirodha The goal will be achieved through detachment and abhyas This word abhyas here is of paramount importance practice 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 there is no alternative to it through practice the most difficult feats can be accomplished even animals are trained akbar once announced is there anyone in my kingdom who can train a goat to desist from luscious green grass birbal said huzur give me one month he purchased a goat he would put grass in front of the goat and every time the goat went to eat it he would whack the goat on its mouth until that tiny brained goat realized this is not to my good interest after a month birbal took the goat holding it in one hand while he held the stick in his other hand he said huzur i have trained this goat akbar said this must be seen he asked for grass to be brought personally he placed it close to the goat's nose the goat eyed it and was tempted birbal shook his stick the goat looked at it and decided it's not worth it it had been trained so even an animal can be trained with practice think about it everything we mastered in life required abhyas when we were little children we didn't even have the control over our musculoskeletal system to be able to sit it required practice and the first time we stood up we fell dhadam but we kept on practicing we did not give up and then we mastered standing we began walking and running 
all this was accomplished through abhyas so the yoga sutras state satu dirgha kal nairantarya satkara sevito dhridhbhumi as you go on practicing slowly the neural pathways will be developed in your brain which will create the habits and when the habits are established that behavioral pattern will come to you naturally in the beginning we have to forcefully take our mind in the desired direction and when we repeat that practice again and again the habit kicks in until the behavior becomes automatic that is why success in meditation requires practice and it also requires the understanding of one more point this is the last and final point in our mind management challenge I think the deeper and deeper we are getting into these concepts we are going to the end of our series but it is also getting more and more exciting I hope everyone feels the same so today Swami ji touched upon another very important aspect and that is mechanics of meditation we often think that oh this is not the right time to meditate but the right time to meditate is when you actually want to meditate of course early in the morning 2 hours before sunrise nature is also supportive of your meditation the entire ambience is there it gives you a great great feel if you can get up early in the morning and meditate but if not then make sure to meditate at any time that you are free in the day and swami ji also did explain that how the direction does not matter because it is all about love and god resides in the entire world so god pervades all four directions so it doesn't matter which direction you are facing so with those beautiful mechanisms of meditation i hope you have started meditating already so now it is time for our meditation so let us all together keep the points in mind taught by swami ji and jump into our meditation segment sit comfortably and close your eyes take a long deep breath and with the exhalation free your mind of the worries of the present the anxieties for the future and find yourself here in this present moment you have meditated on and off for several years now 
you have not been able to establish a good, solid practice. You follow the steps by your guru. You sit down and close your eyes and you detach your mind from the present world. You attach your mind to the Supreme Lord and you love the feeling of sublime devotion and surrender. You experience the peace, the harmony and serenity permeates your entire being. But very soon after, your mind starts drifting away and before you realize it, thoughts are flooding your mind. You analyze the day at work, you start planning dinner, or your kids are suddenly loud and you can hear their voices all the way in the back of the house. This has been disturbing and you have felt somewhat discouraged. Your friends who you see at the temple have shared the same struggles and you have been trying to find a way to succeed in your meditation practice. It is a beautiful sunny day. Your house has a grand view to the mountains. You come out on the patio and take a seat to enjoy this beautiful view. The air is clear and fresh. The mountain peaks are reaching up to the sky and there are just a few clouds above. The sun is generously pouring light and warmth onto Mother Earth. You close your eyes and let yourself bathe in the sun rays. You visualize the sun rays streaming in, pouring down all around you. You relax and open your heart to feel the light of the sun flowing in, starting at the crown chakra at the top of your head. You let your chakra open to absorb the pure sunlight, the divine light that carries the energy of awakening. You feel the sun rays going down to your third eye and opening your third eye. You feel the sun energy and the warmth going down your spine and into your heart, into your solar plexus, 
lighting it up like the sun. You let the light flow into your heart, expanding your heart with gold sunlight. Feel the sunlight flowing into each and every cell. Allow yourself to fill with more and more light as you become more vibrant and energized. Let go of any lower vibrations, any fear, doubt or tension. Release these feelings into the light of the sun. Welcome in the sunlight to shine brighter with your true divine nature. See yourself as a light being, as a spiritual being. Open your heart again and feel the sunlight pouring in all around you. Let your heart expand and shine. Visualize yourself glowing as the sun, as pure sunlight. You are the sun. Shine your light. Receive the light. Be the light. You feel uplifted. You feel your divine nature. You feel closer and closer to God. You bring the beautiful image of Lord Krishna in front of you and you see the divine light pouring onto him, shining on him, illuminating all of him. You offer all the good energy that you have just awakened inside of you to the Lord. You bow down deep in reverence and touch his lotus feet. Your mind now starts slowly drifting away. You open your eyes and you see a small gray cloud casting its shadow down and hiding the sun behind. It quickly passes by and the sun, the radiant, the happy, the warm and loving sun is out again, warming up 
every cell of your being. You close your eyes again and it is so easy now to get back into that sweet, sublime feeling and continue the meditation. You realize that just like a cloud passes quickly by and momentarily hides the sun, that's how your thoughts cross your mind as you meditate. But the sun is still there. God is still there waiting for you to go back and visualize him and feel his divine presence. You remember your guru emphasizing the importance of abhyas. Practice. Do not give up. Mind is difficult to detach. And because of its material nature, it always goes back to the material world. We need to bring it back to experience our true self and unite our individual soul with the supreme universal soul. You bring the image of God and your guru in front of you. With your utmost love and devotion, you continue to hold their images as you meditate and experience the most beautiful and exhilarating feeling of unity, the oneness of your soul with the universal soul, which is the highest goal of our human life. Slowly, Start bringing your mind to this present moment. Become aware of your body. Slowly start moving your hands. Rub your palms together. Bring them to your face and feel the warmth. Gently rub your eyes and with a few blinks, open your eyes. After that soulful and peaceful meditation, it is time for a day 20 challenge. So let us know in the comment section that how many minutes do you meditate on a daily basis?
share with us your progress story in the comment section and until we meet next time mind the mind you can follow swami mukundananda on social media you can connect with him on facebook instagram twitter pinterest and youtube to attend swami ji's program in your city visit now www.jkyog.org and until we meet next time keep listening to swami mukundananda podcasts only on google stitcher itunes soundcloud and spotify